big media believes you should be told what to think. We disagree. This is American Viewpoints with Mike Ferguson. Well, this is interesting. Unions tell Democrats that they have to earn their support this time around. But unions pretty much always support Democrats. So what's changed? I'm Mike Ferguson. Thank you for staying with us here on American Viewpoints. Let's get right to it. I'm joined now by Breck Dumas. She's a writer for The Blaze. Hey, Breck, great to talk to you, my friend. Great to be here. Now, I want to get an assessment of the Democratic uh, race for president uh, from your perspective. Now, obviously, The Blaze is a is a conservative, right-leaning um, website, but I still think it's interesting some of the articles you've written lately. And the first has to do with whether or not President Obama's legacy is far left enough for the current crop of Democrats and maybe by the Democratic Party's extension. I never thought that uh, we would see criticisms from the left of President Obama in a presidential race. Oh, and it's widespread. Exactly. As you note, of course, we're, we're more of a center-right audience that we speak to on The Blaze. But there are people coming out. This is out of the horse's mouth, Mike. As far as you have people from Team Obama and, and murmurs that, it, that President uh, Obama himself is none too happy about the legacy and the way his legacy has been treated, I should say, uh, by the 2020 Democratic presidential contenders. Uh, it, it's, it's fascinating because you have these people coming out. I mean, during the debate itself um, and, and then shortly thereafter, there were people cold calling Politico from the Obama camp saying this is insane what are these Democrats doing? They're going after President Obama, of course, trying to jab at Biden since he was the right. vice president during that administration. But they're losing sight of the big picture here. Why are you going after Obama, the the person that the Democrats look up to the most, who, they, who everybody says they miss on the left, uh, instead of President Trump, which is easy pickings, frankly. And, and pundits from the across the board would say that. So it's, it's curious as to what the strategy is there. I, I mean, the only assumption one could make is that we, it's no secret that the party's gone further left and that, of course, they're going to try to cater to that far left facet. We have at least half the field, if not more, embracing socialist policies. It's fascinating to watch. And then they're criticizing President Obama. Now, this is an unsolicited uh, punditry, if you will. But as I was watching the debate with my husband, who's more conservative than I am, um, said to me, my goodness, these people make Barack Obama look like Ronald Reagan. And I don't think he was unique in that assessment. Yeah, I thought that was interesting as well, because obviously I think everybody agrees that the party, at least the the standard bearers of the Democratic Party, have clearly moved to the left over the past 8, 12 years or so. I don't know that the mainstream Democratic voter has moved that far to the left, but certainly those driving the party have. Uh, are they going to possibly abandon those moderate to those center left voters in the process of trying to reach harder to the left? My guess is no. Actually, I, I don't think they're afraid of that. I think they know the moderates are probably going to be there. Uh, there may be some in the middle. Uh, and I know we're going to talk later about, and this might be a good segue, I'll leave it up to you, about the labor vote. Right. Uh, that, that President Trump was very successful in polling in states like West Virginia and others. Um, and so I think that they're going to have some difficulties. Uh, I mean, look, Joe Biden is talking now about how you know he wants to get rid of coal. Well, my goodness. The man was talking in 2012 about how much we need it and what is that going to, how are coal miners going to take that? Well, we know how they're going to take it because we know that they abandoned Hillary Clinton. Yeah, she basically said she was going to put that industry out of business. 
That's exactly what she said. And now Biden's saying the same thing. And it's like, you are insane. You are absolutely abandoning your vote now. So for those voters, yes. Look, flip-flopping is just a thing. It's what they do. (laughs) They they have plenty of opportunity to make these vague analyses, which I think that most of them have, maybe with the exception of Warren. Um, She's known, of course, for laying out more detailed platforms than others. But if you read, um, you know, the quote-unquote plans on people's websites, there are very rarely numbers, Mike. Right. Okay, it's all pie in the sky. This is what I really want to do, big, bold ideas. And then they walk it back to what they think is feasible whenever they end up in a general debate. Yeah, that's a pretty common playbook. Run as far to your your core base, whether it's the left or the right in the primary, then try to go back to the middle uh, after the uh, the primary or the caucuses and your nominee is picked. But the question I, I guess I would have is this is going to be hard to come back to the middle with a lot of the the promises and a lot of the statements being made right now from the left. And I do think it's interesting that you're pointing out that uh, President Trump should be, at least from the Democratic perspective, kind of an easy target for everybody. But they seem to be missing and, and hitting each other, which is just really, really fascinating to me. Yeah, they're trying to take out Biden. Um, but you're absolutely right. I mean, it's not that difficult to make a talking point against President Trump. Look, this is a president you know, who's a Republican, obviously. And there are a lot of Republican pundits who do not like him, adamantly, vehemently despise the guy. And so the fact that Democrats can't seem to muster up anything, I mean, of course, they all want to attack Trump, but it's always sort of like a side thing whenever they're on the debate stage. It's more about going after, surprisingly, Obama. And I do think that is something that's going to help the eventual candidate in the general, unless it's Joe Biden, right? Because Biden's not going after Obama, of course, he's going to say this is my guy with Biden being the front runner and the likelihood that he's going to end up with Trump. It may not hurt them. So this is to me, uh, hail Mary's coming from uh, candidates who are trying to topple Biden. Um, If they are successful, that absolutely could be to their detriment, because on the debate stage, you're anybody's naive to think that President Trump isn't going to absolutely use that against them. You know, he's already done it when he was accused of, of being a racist in recent days. I mean, he usually is, but it's really trumped up. In the last you know month or so since he's uh, gotten involved with you know uh, attacking Elon Omar and, and you know as they call them lawmakers of color and things like that, uh, but I thought he had such a brilliant response the other day. And by the way, I'm not I'm not pro or anti-Trump. I'm just I'm an observer. Okay, right. And uh, but someone in the press asked him about you know what you you know what do you say about these allegations of being racist? And he said Nancy Pelosi is being called racist by her own party. I thought. That's absolutely true. Mm-hmm. Once you water down a lot of these allegations, he's going to be able to turn around and say, you're saying this. Uh, anybody who ends up on that stage who has criticized President Obama, President Trump can look at it and say, you criticized him. You criticized your own party. How can you stand up here with that platform? Now, we've just got a couple minutes left. We're visiting with Breck Dumas from The Blaze and from Trump to Trumpka. Let's talk about the uh, labor vote. You had an interesting article regarding Richard Trumpka's warning to the Democratic candidates saying you can't take our labor votes for granted just because you have a D next to your name. Uh, That seems a little ridiculous to me. I mean, he's clearly saber rattling, but he's not going to support a Republican. I don't know. I I mean, here's the thing. This was reported originally by the Huffington Post. And the way that this was reported, you know, it was by somebody who was inside. It was a closed door meeting that occurred uh, during the second or excuse me, before the second primary debate. 
where he had uh, representatives from every campaign in there, and he, it sounded like a scolding, Mike. Yeah, I'm sure that was... Saying, listen. Yeah, I have no problem believing that he scolded him, but um, I just would, if I were a Democratic campaign, I wouldn't worry about Richard Trumka taking union support somewhere else. I just don't see them doing that. I can see him threatening it, but I don't see him actually doing it. Well, he has said before, okay? So AFL-CIO represents, and he, of course, is the president, represents Mm -hmm. 55 unions, okay? And 12 of them, 10 or 12 of them, came out immediately against the Green New Deal when it came out and said, are you guys nuts? What are you doing? This isn't even policy, and it would be devastating to millions of our workers. Well, if that is something that's going to be embraced by a candidate on the left, and you have somebody, again, you've got Joe Biden saying, oh, we don't need coal. Do you think the unions are going to go for that? I don't. When you've got President Trump saying, coal's alive. What are you talking about? We're keeping it. Trumpka has the responsibility to represent unions, to represent trade. And that's what he's going to do. And it would be monumental if he would change. But I would say the the threat isn't entirely in vain. I mean, I guess they could uh, stay home and just say, we're not going to get involved and give you all of our labor um, for campaigns. And that would be a massive blow to a Democratic candidate. You're exactly right. They can stay home. It doesn't necessarily mean they're going to endorse Trump, but that doesn't mean that they're going to be out hitting the pavement like they usually do. All right. uh, Breck Dumas from The Blaze. Good talking to you, my friend. And uh, they follow your writing where? At theblaze.com. All right. Thanks, Breck. Great talking to you. Thanks, Mike. Always talk to you later. Still ahead, what does Canada have to do with your medical care? Well, right now, not much, but that could change pretty soon. We'll explain. And right after that, nine ways that you can keep more of your money in your pocket starting today. I'm Mike Ferguson. This is American Viewpoints. It may be hard to believe, but people just like you are already saving money. FeedThePig.org makes it easy. Their simple savings plan teaches you how to start saving without going overboard. So you don't need to start foraging wild berries. I was skeptical, but these are actually pretty good. You don't need to sell your soul to the devil. Fifteen bucks is the best I can do. You just need FeedThePig.org. Don't get left behind. Get tips and tools at FeedThePig.org. Brought to you by the American Institute of CPAs and the Ad Council. Did you like what you heard on the show? Or did my guest get it totally wrong? Or maybe I got it wrong. Either way, hear it again and share our discussions through the American Viewpoints podcast. I'm Mike Ferguson, and every segment of this show is posted as a podcast. Find it on Simplecast or Spotify, Radio Public, iHeart, or pretty much anywhere podcasts are found. A new podcast is posted every Monday through Thursday, so subscribe and keep the conversation going.